Do people ask you that outside of practice? Like, how? what is it that you do to keep it from coming home with you? I feel like that's a question I get asked a lot. Right. Yeah, I and in fact, I think we all sort of deal with that at some point, right? Mm-hmm. As we're starting. And, and we get told a lot of techniques, right? By well-meaning people that are like, oh, you know, it's just... I've heard some stupid things, honestly. Have you? <laughs> Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. All right, folks, welcome back. I'm with Liza here today. Uh, Today we're doing an experiment. We are changing it up a little bit. So Um, fun. The the idea is, hey, why not? Why not do something different? So, (laughs) are we bored? (laughs) We're not bored. It just you know we gotta. I was listening to something recently that said that that shows and it is important to they called it change the state that you can't just talk about the same things over and over again because that becomes dull it mm-hmm. becomes repetitive and so the idea of this show is to talk about something in a slightly different way and that's really just to get to know you or I a little bit more whether that's professionally or you know whatever just talk about you know what what we go through and it's hard for me this morning we were just talking just off off recording here I'm frazzled. <laughs> I am literally dealing with. It's too bad you can't feel that through a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. See uh, the nerves on the outside. I am uh, going through a little bit of a hard time this morning because I had some a couple clients that had some really intense things, and it's just, it's not undoing me, but it definitely I'm in a different frame of mind. Um, so. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> do people ask you that outside of practice? Like, how? what is it that you do to keep it from coming home with you? I feel like that's a question I get asked a lot. Right. Yeah. I And in fact, I think we all sort of deal with that at some point, right? Mm-hmm. As we're starting. And, and we get told a lot of techniques, right? By well-meaning people that are like, oh, you know, it's just... I've heard some stupid things, honestly. Have you? <laughs> that I'm not even sure I want to repeat mm-hmm. on air. That it's like, do people really think of it that way? But but mm-hmm. our supervisors and teachers are always trying to help us do that, right? They're trying sure. to help us sort of not take this stuff home with us and et cetera. And, and I think early on, I had that issue. To me, I described it as, I can't remember the Jim Carrey movie where he was he was given the powers of God. And I don't oh, know. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so he would spend like most of the day just hearing all these voices of people like, well, I need this and I need that and, you know, fix the this and oh, the that. And funny perspective. That was me as a new therapist. Mm-hmm. I would just think of these people constantly of like, what do I do for that? What do I do for this? How can I help them with that thing? And they need help and they're coming to me for help. And so I was sort of in that loop for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think I got out of that loop generally because I got more confident with what I was doing was helping, was that I was on a good path of learning this. And I felt like I had tools that would work. And I'm constantly doing that. I'm constantly learning new new things and mm-hmm. trying to improve. So that in a lot of ways gave me confidence to just slow that way down because okay. I don't have to think about it. I know what I'm doing is right. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have the answer in every situation? Nope. Uh, but I think I'm on the right track. When I when the client leaves, I feel like we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet, but we're. I think we're going in the right direction. And I guess that gives me a 
Maybe overconfidence. I don't know. It could no, be argued that that's... <laughs> settle into that, though. Settle into a confident of sorts. Not over, but just that I, I will often say that I, when I come into a session feeling that it is a privilege to be a witness for someone, to process pain, that I come into it with a better headspace of like... People need a place to work through things yeah. without my reaction or a strong reaction without um, to just be kind of a reflecting pool. Like what is actually happening for them? And so I, I do try, I do often say that to people when they ask me, how do you not take it home? I will say, I feel like it's a privilege to walk people through pain and to just be a witness sometimes and then to know that after we get it out, there are some tools. There are some ways to not feel the way you're feeling anymore. But at the end of the day, it isn't mine to make that change. It is someone else's. And so I actually have a, just, I think it's just the way I drive home. I go through a canyon and I almost... It's a little hypnotic, kind of put it somewhere, <laughs> right? like through the canyon as I'm driving. It's almost like this. Yeah, that's not mine. That's not mine. And I find that having some sort, I know a lot of therapists that have some sort of ritual is the only word I can come up with of just kind of leaving things at the office or outside of their personal life. Yeah, there's probably some way. So the idea of this show, and folks, if you haven't figured out already, and I, I did mention, is get to know us a little bit, what we go through, etc. So this is a discussion on professional things that we talk about. A lot of stuff we talk about in our own supervision, right? This is the kind of thing if we're, if you want to know what goes on when we, we have a supervisor and we have a certain amount of supervisor hours that we need to get to get fully licensed and Many people carry that supervision idea with them through their career. These are the kind of conversations that we have. Right. 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 It's like, how do I do that? How do I, this thing is getting overwhelming me. This particular client is overwhelming me. What can I do to change the situation or what have you? Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, or just put new eyes on it. And so this is what we talk about. Um, a similar version of that, you talk about taking work home. I do have, and in fact, I talked about this with my supervisor just the other day. Every, every therapist has to deal with, you've got the one, the client that is calling, texting, texting, to, you know, whatever. There's somebody that's doing that. You have just one? Meryl, you've <laughs> well, set much better boundaries. I'm just possibly. saying it, it happens. <laughs> it, it will occur. It, it will definitely occur. It's going to happen. And so how we deal with that is personal preference, honestly. Philosophy. Because we, if we're being honest, we don't want to be bombarded with other people texting us 24 seven no. about really hard things. I mean, we, we'd like to be able to solve it in session. I mean, that's the strategy. And mm -hmm. I think generally we do mm -hmm. for the most part, but usually when this happens for me, it's a, a sort of a newer client and they're just overwhelmed mm -hmm. and they, they're reaching out. And so I don't see it as an affront to my privacy or whatever. I try to use these techniques. What do they need? You mm -hmm. know, they need me probably to just be there and respond and let them know that I am there. Mm -hmm. And once I think they get a sense of that, it stops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you can talk through that in a first session of what that looks like inside and outside of session, 
that is a really critical boundary that will be crossed even when you do say it. <laughs> right, yeah. Sometimes, and I, I have found the same, that people for the most part are generally respective of the boundary that you say, but if they don't know it, then very often it will be crossed because they aren't aware of it. Sure. Yeah, and like you said, I think people generally don't want to overwhelm somebody else with text messages. I mean, I don't think they want to. If they are doing that, I take that as a sign of, hey, this is just sort of a sign of distress here. And if I attune to that, if I take that for what it is, I, th I think it does go away on its own. If I just set arbitrary rules of you can't or this or whatever, I'm not sure that that solves the problem, honestly, no. or, or makes them feel in any way any better. No. And it, you're right, it depends on the degree and what's happening, and, and you will often find it's at the beginning when they have decided to reach out for help or they're in a really critical space. Yeah. Uh, that's an issue that we deal with, certainly. So uh, how, how we go about that, I guess, is certainly up to each individual therapist. So that's, I guess it sounds like our strategy is somewhat similar. Our mindset is somewhat similar, and, and that is to try to address what they're really asking for and, and give them that confidence or give them that, that idea of... Uh, if it they're tends for. to go on and on about it, it doesn't seem like we're in a crisis moment or um, then I, I do try to say right up front that I don't do therapy over text because I think it can be <laughs> so taken the wrong way, misconstrued. It just ends up to not be right. a very beneficial way to work through something. Yeah. Speaking of text message, I uh, we're, we're, we're slightly... A uh, different topic here, but uh, sort of on the same one. I did have a client propose sex to recently. To you? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> the client actually meant to say the word six. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, God. I was like, wow. That's, you know, that's one of those ethical boundaries, yeah, it, which yeah. is frowned upon. Liza was Meryl. thinking, wow, I live a pretty that wild is, life yeah, over I here. Am, of, uh, you I know. can't believe that hasn't happened to me. <laughs> and there you are. <laughs> yeah, he was, I, he was, at first when the thing came across, I was like, Obviously, this person meant this for another person or whatever. This is, this is, and then I looked at him like, no, I think he means six o'clock, but it, oh, <laughs> got, shoot. it got changed. He said, you know, whatever the word, how, how about we do whatever? And it came across as sex. sex. And You're like, <laughs> no, he really thanks. Meant, he really meant six o'clock. <laughs> oh my word. How did you respond? <laughs> I, I, I said something effective. I think you meant six o'clock here. I'm pretty sure. That's so funny. Yeah, so along those lines, that's kind of like why. That's one of the reasons why we don't do therapy over text generally, right? Because right? it can get so messed up just in, I don't know really what you're getting after. Is this a joke? Is this, you know, uh, I don't know. Right. really in distress. I can't tell. It's a text message. Honestly. Right, and particularly when I work with couples, I... Um, one of the couples is texting me. It's not usually, I've maybe received two texts that have all three of us on the thread. And so usually there is some sort of getting somebody on me on one of their sides of like, hey, this happened. Right. Can you tell me how to handle this? Or, you know, and I will always have a very similar response of that sounds like a great concern. Let's talk about it next session when we're all together. 
because it isn't very helpful to give someone a script of what they should or shouldn't say in that moment to their spouse when I have no context. That's right. I was just going to say context is like the huge thing of, yeah. of these. You can tell the context of a, a blown text message with a word that got spell checked because spell corrected because you can tell the context of what they meant. Yes. But you can't tell the context of what my spouse before. did said this to me or whatever. It's like, well, yeah. I don't even know what that even was involved in or yeah. is this a pattern? I, you know, yeah, there's no way I'm going to sort this out over text. No. Most likely. So avoid, that would be a very critical point for therapists. Yeah. New and old. Yeah. And what, what is the client asking for in that moment? Mm-hmm. What are they, what are they really asking for? Honestly, yeah. they're to They're be someone to, to listen heard, to them. Right. Which doesn't really change in session, out of session yeah. to be heard. And how to, how to get at that, I guess, is ultimately the, the question of what mm-hmm. we're, what we're trying to do there. And, and that varies with each client and our, our gut, you know, just going with, is this the right approach? Mm-hmm. Well, this one isn't in the textbooks and I'm going to take this approach. I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to do it because I think it's right. I think they'll respond that way. So, mm-hmm. okay. Well, that's a, I guess a little, little, little glimpse into, <laughs> into our lives of uh, therapy. <laughs> so folks, there's just a quick conversation. Like I said, this is an experiment. I think it is helpful in some ways just to get to know us. And in some ways you do learn a few things about therapy. So expect a few more of these types of short shows in the future and we'll get you feedback and we'll figure out where to go from here with this slightly different format. Join us again in the future for Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.